the first thing I'll say on this is that I don't rush in to deal with creative resistance. A lot of the time when I'm resisting it's because I've experienced the overwhelm of that creative ebb we were talking about a minute ago. Um, creative resistance. Like writer's block. Uh, I waited out. And I suppose I believe every field needs a fallow period. Nature always, always. A walk outdoors uh, where your feet are just just really doing your regular walk um, and, and your mind is, is able to go free somewhere else. Walking, walking always worked for me in the past to um, get the old motor going for new poems. You'd get a phrase, a couple of words in your head and you'd go out for a walk and um, I call it my poetry machine. Poetry machine. Nature and the wildlife out there um, are are perfect for for rejuvenating your creativity. I might go and play the piano, or make some bread, or go for a walk, go for a swim, do some gardening. I find doing something physical really helps me feel unstuck. And then I come back to my work later. But physical activity does feed into my process. You know, I could be walking up a country road or planting a tulip, and I might get a word or an image, something I was looking for. And I think, gosh, that's what I, I have to grab that now. So I always keep a paper and pen with me. Yeah, if I'm doing something completely different, the very thing I'm looking for can just arrive. Well, I often think going for walks or I jump on the bike or I just talk to people or walk around the town or do whatever you do. You know, you get on with everything and, and then you just hear somebody say something or you have a conversation that makes you feel good and you think about some idea you have in your head at the same time and you just kind of drag all the pieces together and that's the only <laughs> technique I could possibly use uh, when talking about creative resistance. I don't go for a walk or swim or anything like that. I quite often go to a crowded place. I seem to be able to concentrate more surrounded by people to write things down more freely. Ecco 
I've had to work to build a healthy perspective on creative resistance. Knowing that writing is hard, just acknowledging that is very healthy. I think it's also been helpful um, for me to know that accomplished writers or writers that I admire also have periods of flow and ebb and to understand that uh, I'm not really alone, that it's part of the process, process. for many people. Sometimes I like to write out a poem or piece of writing that's inspired me by someone else. By rewriting those words, I've kind of gotten into the movement of writing, like physically writing, and that can get me going. The best way for me to overcome creative resistance is to actually sit down at my desk and look back over some old work. I found it's, it's good to know and to trust and to keep reminding myself that um, it will once again flow. For example, take out a poem, that I, you know, an old poem from a couple of years ago, something that I've perhaps even forgotten about. My creativity has been with me all my life. It's inherent in me. That really excites me if I come across old work and think, oh, there's something here I can go back to. To trust that it'll bring me something special sooner or later and the flow will be accessible once again. Um, it is a real block. I actually time myself. I say I'm going to sit here now for 15 minutes and something has to happen. Well, one of the techniques that works for me a lot is a quote that I came across. And it's a quote from the Gospel of Thomas. And it says, If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. So when I find myself resisting to write about a certain topic, a difficult subject, or something that um, would be considered taboo. I think of that quote, I actually have the quote printed off and in my writing room. I found it's, it's good to know and to trust and to keep reminding myself that um, it will once, once again, 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 again uh, flow, 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 that the creativity will return, 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 return. It's also better for me to think about my writing as an experiment. It takes a good deal of the pressure off.
So I tell myself that I'm writing first for myself, nobody else. I don't need to share what I put on the page with anybody else if I don't want to. If I want to, I can tidy it up a bit and polish it and make it presentable, as it were. And that helps me let loose on the page and overcome creative resistance. And I just tell the critic on my shoulder to feck off. So I'll just pick up a point to start from and promise myself 20 minutes to write a paragraph about that. So with creative resistance, um, sometimes I try to work with it and explore it and be creative with it, you know, like see what message it has. See, does it have a, a sort of character? Does it have a name? Does it have wants and fears? Yeah, like a character interview. And that can kind of get me to a new place. try to think of the most outlandish thing you could ever write. You know, what's the craziest thing you could put down on paper? And I might not use it, I probably don't, but I can work from there. Morning pages are something that I do regularly regardless of whether I'm in a resistant phase or not. Also, morning pages. Morning pages are a huge thing because even when you feel like you've gotten stale writing-wise, when you're writing down whatever those silly things are in morning pages, maybe you're writing down about the weather or you woke up late, um, and it just it clears the decks. It clears everything. You, when you put down all this gobbledygook, basically, that comes out of you first thing in the morning, um, you are leaving an easel for yourself where uh, later during the day things can hit you when you're out in nature, when you're washing the dishes, when you're out um, mowing the lawn. All of these ideas then are sparked and they have room to be able to be developed because you have done those morning pages and gotten the fluff and crap basically out of the way. It can be quite soothing when in a state of creative resistance because even if I'm not writing, I'm still writing, if you get me. If I'm writing something and I'm resisting it, it's often because I've lost the fun of it. Our whole thing feels really familiar internally, even if it hasn't been written, to the point that writing it feels like a chore. In cases like that, I'll try to throw a hand grenade into it, throw a mad idea at it, or take a key idea out of it to see where that gets me. Whatever gets me writing isn't a wrong answer. As long as I wind up writing, it doesn't matter. Something else I magpie from Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way, is the idea of writing wouldn't it be funs. 
so I'd write out a minimum of five ideas for stories to start with a sentence. Wouldn't it be fun to write a story about? And then say whatever seems to finish that sentence. This usually points me to what I actually am interested in versus what I tell myself I'm interested in. As then I realize what stories I want to tell versus what might sound good to someone else, but which I actually have no interest in. And it's exciting because it shows you that the will of creativity is infinite, regardless of what you're stuck with in the moment. The intention is to never actually write any of these, though I have written some of them. The danger though is that you turn something fun into something that's on your to-do list. But you can only navigate your feelings around all that as you go along. When there is creative resistance, I would quite often get out the art books and have a look at some paintings. If I'm getting that kind of resistance, I would look at the blank page, perhaps in the same way a painter would look at the blank canvas. And I feel that is a very special time when there's a silence. That contemplation, when you look at it and you wonder what's going to come out, it might only be one sentence, but usually something starts. It's just great to have, um, you know, if I find a piece of work that I like, a poem that I like. Or I find movies and reading stimulate me. Short story or... Um, and other art forms, of course, visual arts and music in particular. If I've been to a film that I have enjoyed, that I can share. I find that that always... Uh, fights against any creative resistance. When I feel that the head is taking over, I need to shift from writing on a page and do something which I enjoy, something more physically creative. That can be anything from baking bread to creating sculpture, often from found objects. When baking, I am brought back to pulling a chair beside the table where my mother is making the daily batch of bread for the family. She has no need to measure the ingredients. Tradition has a way of making the important things seem easy. She sprinkles flour on the table in front of me and in a time-honoured way places a piece of dough from her basin in my already flour-covered small hands. It's just, yeah, have, have more than one thing on the go, always have another. I, I write primarily stories, but, you know, uh, writing novels too, and just always have a have another thing to go to um, if, you, if you're stuck in one, you know. It, 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 uh, you know, you can do your head in just, just trying, to, trying to force something that isn't working. So I find the simplest thing to do <clears throat> in a period of creative resistance is to just is to change, to change lanes, change, change tax, and uh, work on something else. Uh, one of the things that works for me is if I leave aside one project and turn to something else. And it's been the case for me that uh, I've usually had a number of different things um, going in different genres. So I might be working on poetry, poetry and poetry, poetry. then if the poetry dries up, I might have a prose, prose, prose. project uh, to turn to. 
And then even within poetry, sometimes if your own original work isn't really happening, you you could turn to translation. translation. Uh, and if you're not finding new work, just full stop, you might go back and uh, reread old work and try some revision. But essentially for me, if you're only plowing one furrow, uh, I think it's easy to get bogged down. And then you start to force things and to write just because you feel that, you know, y you have to maintain some kind of routine. I prefer to have more than one uh, path to follow so that you can switch. And you, you have to do that, I think, in the confidence that um, if you leave something aside for six months or longer, uh, the impulse will still be there when the time comes to go back. Go back. and television and the radio and books that's like sitting down to a, to a meal really I feel fed when I feel nourished by listening to other people's work I also love to collaborate and that has an immediate charge to it if you're in a state of resistance and you're in a good collaborative dynamic talking about it with your collaborator often generates the energy needed to get over resistance and lastly, don't underestimate the power of a real deadline to get your writing. Painful as it can be. Um, something else that feeds me is that I, from time to time, facilitate writing groups and I meet people there that are interested in the writing process. And I hope I'm facilitating them, but it works both ways and they are really nurturing me and feeding me these experiences with people who are also happy because writing's not everybody's cup of tea so when you meet people that like it too oh it's, it's a joy I like movement so kinetic sculpture using all different kinds of found objects brings out the artist child in me Basically, the techniques I use are the same techniques that I think anyone would use uh, to stay healthy and to stay sort of fit and on top of uh, on top of whatever job you're doing. You know, sleep, fresh air, walk, being fit. Um, I have to stop myself. Uh, staying up late at night, I, I, you know, I've, uh, um, up until the age of about 40, I, I wouldn't have gone to bed before uh, half two. And, but now it's um, it's imperative like, that I that I get sleep, that I get rest. I suppose the most important technique is to be out and about and to be aware of what's happening. And uh, a regular lifestyle as well and getting good 
uh, getting good uh, regular sleep and um, having exercise, all that kind of helps. And uh, you just have to trust that uh, even if you're going through a fallow period, that uh, something will eventually happen again. And uh, it usually does if you trust the process. Sometimes, despite how you feel, um, if you turn up to the table every day and uh, see what um, emerges, sometimes, sometimes that that works. And then other times, you just have to let it be. And. Um, uh, give yourself the space and um, maybe just give yourself a holiday fr from from it from time to time. Uh, there's no question that hard work is the best cure. And if I go back and work hard enough, soon I'll find that the writing becomes good enough and that in itself reinforces a positivity for me. And then sometimes I just leave it, like maybe I'm resisting it because I'm not really supposed to be doing it. and. Sometimes I just take the hint and, and I just go <laughs> and do something else for a while. It's imperative to want to be able to walk away from a piece of work, to be able to walk away from a piece of work and uh, come back to it with fresh eyes and that. So what I, what I try to do is I try to organize the work as best I can, uh, clean off my desk and put it on the desk and then walk away from it for days or weeks for how long as it takes and then I come back to it and hopefully I'm able to pick up the rhythm of it then and hopefully I'm able to find my way. Anything to renew the, the energy and that. <laughs> 